بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters today we will talk about one of the greatest of the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was also the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and one of the greatest uh, narrators and communicators of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his teachings and the one for whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made special dua and asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him the faham, the understanding of the Qur'an. Can you imagine somebody more blessed than that? That the Prophet himself is making dua for him to have the understanding of the Qur'an al-Kareem. And that is Abdullah ibn Abbas, Abdullah the son of Abbas, bin Abdul Muttalib the son of Abdul Muttalib. So Abdullah bin Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib. He was the son of Al-Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, the uncle of Rasulullah And he was born three years before the Hijrah. So when Rasulullah passed away, Abdullah anhuma was 13 years old. But this is not 13 as in today's 13, which is a 13 year old today is considered to be a baby. Uh, this was the day, time and age when people who were of that age, of, who were 13 and uh, uh, 12, 13 and so on, uh, were already uh, well, uh, even if they were not actually adults, uh, they were doing all adult things. They worked in the homes, they worked on the farms. Where necessary, they fought to defend themselves and to defend their uh, defend their homes and their families because these were violent times. Now, when he was born, his mother took him to Rasulullah who put, uh, he touched his tongue and he touched the tongue of the baby uh, so even before he uh, could uh, suckle uh, his mother's milk, uh, it was the, uh, the, the saliva uh, of the tongue of Rasulullah which was in his mouth and which entered his body. And this was the beginning of uh, a very special relationship that Rasulullah had with him where he loved him uh, very much. Um, when Abdullah um, reached, uh, you know, when he kind of, uh, what you say, reached the age of discretion, uh, he attached himself to Rasulullah He would uh, run to fetch water for him when he wanted to make wudu. During the salah, he would stand behind Rasulullah And when Rasulullah went on journeys, expeditions, or wherever he went, he would follow next in line to him. Abdullah became like a shadow of Rasulullah and he was constantly in the company of the Prophet 
Imagine the Sahaba became Sahaba because they had the Sohbah of, of the Nabi Alayhi Salaam. But in that Sohbah was somebody like Abdullah ibn Abbas who was literally 24 hours in the companionship of Rasulullah Sallallahu um, He was very attentive and alert and uh, he had a beautiful, very powerful memory and mind. So he memorized everything. Um, they say that he uh, memorized 1,660 ahadith, uh, which are in Bukhari and Muslim. Um, he was therefore one of the most learned of the companions of Rasulullah The um, <clears throat> One day, Rasulullah uh, woke up for the Hajjud and uh, he, Abdullah bin Abbas says that I saw him wake up for the Hajjud. Which means, what does it tell you about what Abdullah ibn Abbas himself was doing? This is a little boy. He was so alert and he was so conscious of being in the company of Rasulullah that he himself hardly ever took any rest. And of course, Allah gave him the energy and the ability to continue to, to uh, perform and continue to be productive. Uh, people ask this question sometimes. They say, if you sleep so little... Uh, you know, how are you productive? Uh, the, the reality of life is that every single person in the world who, in, of any kind, any faith, any situation, um, who is known to be a hugely productive person uh, has always been somebody who slept very little. Right? Uh, four hours is about the uh, maximum sleep that is uh, necessary to perform and be productive. If you're, sp- if you're sleeping more than that, then there is a definite drop uh, in your productivity. So he says, I ran to get water. He got water, Rasulullah made, uh, made wudu. And then he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, put his blessed hand on the chest of Abdullah ibn Abbas, and he said, Oh Allah, give him the understanding of the Quran, the understanding of your Quran. Um, another time, he says that once Rasulullah was on the point of, he wanted to make wudu, so I hurried to get water for him. He was pleased with what I was doing. As he was about to begin salah, he indicated that I should stand at his side. However, I stood behind him. When the salah was finished, he turned to me and he said, What prevented you from being at my side, O Abdullah? Abdullah said, you are too illustrious and too great in my eyes to stand side by side with you, Ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah raised his hands to the heavens and he said, O Allah, grant him wisdom. Now imagine this is uh, something which uh, which he was known for. He was known to be a very wise person. And that wisdom came out of Adab. Even though Rasulullah invited him to stand next to him, and of course, if he had done that, there would be no problem because this was the invitation of the Nabi himself. He didn't do it, right? Today, when we greet people, we greet elders, think about how we do that. Adab is the foundation of all knowledge. Um, 
he also said that once on hearing that one of the sahaba of the sahaba knew hadith unknown to him he said i went to him during the time of the afternoon siesta hottest time of the day and he uh, by the time he reached there he, he decided that uh, you know he uh, that that it was time for the afternoon rest so he didn't knock on the door he said i spread my cloak in front of the door and i sat on that and uh, the wind blew dust on me he said if i wished i could have sought his permission to enter and he would have certainly given me permission but i prefer to wait so that he could be completely refreshed and this is the other you are the sail you are the one who has the question so don't force the one to whom you are going for the answer to uh, to do it in your time uh, at your pace in your way wait for him so then at asar time when the sahabi came out of the house he saw him sitting there he said oh cousin of the prophet what's the matter with you if you had sent for me i would have come to you he said i in abdullah radhiyallahu anhu said no i said i am the one who should come to you for knowledge is sought it does not just come he said knowledge has to be sought you have to go and seek knowledge it doesn't just come by it by itself and it's not something that uh, you know that that happens and he said i then asked him about the hadith and i learned it from him uh, final story i want to share about abdullah bin abbas inshallah maybe tomorrow we also talk about something more because it's very difficult to try to you know to say all of these things about such illustrious people in just 10 minutes but the other story is that sahaba sometimes said umar radhiyallahu used to always call abdullah ibn abbas to his majalis to his gatherings so some of the senior sahaba later on when said umar radhiyallahu was the khalifa um, some of the senior sahaba they objected and they said why do you call this boy he is he is you know young we are older he said we have we have sons who are older than him then then he is so why do you call him said umar radhiyallahu didn't answer next meeting when they all gathered and abdullah bin abbas radhiyallahu was also there said umar radhiyallahu said what do you say about surah an-nasr idha jaa nasrullah um so all the people they you know each person had an opinion they said this is what it means and this is the so on uh, abdullah when it came to the return of abdullah bin abbas said umar asked him he said what do you think and abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu anhu said this surah is is or was the uh, prediction of the passing away of rasulullah sallallahu because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here that your work is done said umar turned to them he said this is the reason i ask him to be in our majalis because we benefit from him he has wisdom that we do not have and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him that wisdom thanks to the dua of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to enable us number 1 to develop adab to develop respect for the deen in our hearts and in our minds and thereby benefit from the uh, knowledge of islam and understand that islam is the name of a practice and so therefore you can only benefit if you practice you cannot benefit just by knowing وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعليه وصحبه اجمعين برحمه الله